turn your architectural designs into stunning, immersive experiences with Enscape. This innovative tool integrates seamlessly with your design software to bring your ideas to life in real-time 3D and VR. With Enscape, you'll experience instant rendering, have the ability to make design changes on the fly, and present your projects in stunning detail. Ideal for architects, designers, and anyone passionate about visual storytelling in architecture, dive into the new era of design visualization with Enscape. Visit Enscape3D.com to learn more. Jenny says, yes, absolutely. In fact, I think that small firms may have an advantage when it comes to adopting and integrating AI and emerging technologies into the work. And she gives a, a few reasons. One is flexibility. Small firms are often more nimble and uh, adaptable than large firms. Two is lower barriers to entry. Many AI tools and technologies are becoming increasingly affordable and accessible. Uh, the third reason is personalization. Small firms often have closer relationships with their clients and end users. And then the fourth one is specialization. Small firms may have or may be able to carve out niche specialties that allow them to differentiate themselves from large and uh, more generalist firms. Welcome to Context and Clarity, a place where authors, experts, and thought leaders come to have engaged conversations with entrepreneurial architects just like you. I'm Jeff Eccles, and every Thursday afternoon on Context and Clarity Live, Catherine McPhail and I and our live audiences that are joining us from all across the internet, we have a conversation with a special guest to search for clarity around the things that matter the most to you, the architect, no matter what your context is. In this episode, we talk with ChatGPT. That's right, we have a conversation with the AI chatbot that was created by OpenAI. This was a big risk. I'm not sure that anyone has done this before on a live stream, but it was fun, a little bit frustrating, and I thought, pretty eye-opening. Our guest today is artificial, but intelligent. They are a creation of the uh, organization called OpenAI. Yes, that's right. Today, we will be talking with the AI chatbot known as... ChatGPT. For the purposes of our conversation, we have asked that ChatGPT be known as Jenny. ChatGPT today is female, named Jenny, and um, she will be our podcast guest today. Because, and in honor of Jenny, and m many of you that, uh, if you've been around here for any uh, period of time, you know that we stock the green room with whatever it is <laughs> that our guest would prefer to have in the green room. So today, the green room is stocked with microchips. So, Jenny, the chat GPT, welcome to Context and Clarity Live. Woo welcome, Jenny. There's Jenny. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm going to, uh, <laughs> um, so the way we're going to do this, I've already, I've already set up the context for Jenny, our chat GPT, and we're going to start asking a series of questions. But what we want you to do, and, and Catherine's going to ask the question. I'm going to, I'm working sort of the backside of the, 
getting the questions into Jenny, but what we want you to do is respond. You know, when, when, when Jenny answers, whatever the question is, respond to that, ask a follow-up question so that we can use your questions for the follow-up. Because as we spread out the context, the questions and who's asking them, et cetera, it will change the trajectory of the, uh, the conversation. So this is, if you've never asked a question before, you need to ask a question today, just drop it into the comments and uh, we're going to grab some of them and we're going to ask, uh, we're going to ask those questions. <laughs> There's Jessica from LA. Jenny's unwavering eye contact. Tell me about it. It's making me very nervous. I laugh when I'm nervous. I'm just very nervous right now. Chad says, I would like to welcome our future mechanical overlords. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is true. All right. What, what question should we start with, Catherine? Oh, we are starting with, oh, I had it just now. How do you see AI, machine learning, and other emerging technologies impacting the architecture profession in the future? Jenny? Jenny says... Great question. I see AI and machine learning having a significant impact on the architecture profession in a number of ways. For example, AI can be used to automate repetitive design tasks, such as generating floor plans or optimizing building layouts for energy efficiency. AI can also help architects make more informed decisions based or by providing them with real-time data and analytics about building performance, user behavior, and other key metrics. This can lead to more personalized and efficient designs that better meet the needs of the end users. Finally, emerging technologies such as 3D printing and augmented reality, which is AR, are already starting to revolutionize the way architects design and communicate their ideas. With 3D printing, architects can quickly create physical models of their designs, while AR can help clients and stakeholders visualize Wow. proposed designs in a more immersive and interactive way. And Jenny, we had talked about you maybe having shorter answers next time. So just, you know, we'll we'll follow up with some questions. But also before the show, you had said that it would give small firm architects the, the kind of an, a leg up or whatever, an advantage that we can then compete with larger firms. Can you say something else about that? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, and Jenny says, yes, absolutely. The, the way I phrased it was, is it possible that small firms may have an advantage? And Jenny says, yes, absolutely. In fact, I think that small firms may have an advantage when it comes to adopting and integrating AI and emerging technologies into the work. And she gives a, a few reasons. One is flexibility. Small firms are often more nimble and uh, adaptable than large firms. Two is lower barriers to entry. Many AI tools and technologies are becoming increasingly affordable and accessible. Uh, the third reason is uh, personalization. Some firms uh, often have closer relationships with their clients and end users, or small firms often have closer relationships with their clients and end users. And then the third one, or fourth one, I should say, is specialization. Small firms may have, or, or may be able to carve out niche specialties that allow them to differentiate themselves from large and uh, more generalist firms. Huh. All right, Jenny. How does AI stay up to date on current codes and regulations? Jenny says, AI can stay up to date on current codes and regulations through a variety of methods. One way is through the use of natural language processing, which is NLP, so NLP algorithms, which can parse through large volumes of text, mm. such as building codes and regulations, and extract relevant information. Another is machine learning algorithms, 
which can analyze past regulatory decisions and use that information to predict future decisions that might be made. That's pretty interesting. Hmm. Um, and then also, uh, or it's worth noting, however, that AI is not a substitute for human expertise when it comes to navigating codes and regulations. AI can provide valuable insights and help automate certain tasks, but it's important for architects to work with legal and regulatory experts to ensure that designs are compliant with codes and regulation. Thank you, Jenny. It's a very complete answer. Chris Novelli wants to know, uh, thinks we should challenge her on her generic answers. So, okay, Jenny, how do you think generating a floor plan is a repetitive task? And Jenny says, yes, generating a floor plan can be a repetitive task, particularly when it comes to designing similar layouts for different buildings Ooh. or rooms. Uh-huh. Mm. That's some insight. For example, an architect may need to design dozens or even hundreds of floor plans for a large housing development or office building each with slight variations to accommodate different site conditions, building codes, or mm. user requirements. And that's, that's, so I'm breaking from Jenny for a minute because that, that is interesting because it's, we could have all of these variations, but it becomes variations on its theme, I guess. Um, it's back to Jenny. Good answer, Chris says. Yeah, good answer. Uh, AI says, or, or Jenny says, AI can help automate this process by using algorithms to generate floor plans based on a set of predetermined criteria, such as room size, circulation paths, and access to mm. natural light. This I can see. save architects a significant amount of time and effort, allowing them to focus on higher level design tasks. But then mm -hmm. what if we don't like what AI, what Jenny, you and your friends have come up with, and we want to change it? Is that going to be easy to change across the development? You know, is that going to be, are you going to be drawing it? Who's drawing it? What if we don't like what AI generates? Right. Can we can we make changes that would be and each okay. of the repetitive hundreds of units? Uh, Jenny says, if an architect doesn't like what AI generates, they can modify the design using their professional expertise and uh, creative judgment. That's where that comes in. So that's good. Yeah. While AI can be a useful tool for generating ideas and exploring design options, it's important to remember that AI is not a replacement for human creativity and design expertise. Ultimately, the architect is responsible for ensuring the final design meets the needs of the client and the users uh, of the building. They may need to make adjustments and modifications to the AI-generated design in order to achieve those goals. Thank you, Jenny. We already knew that because we are, you know, architects. Does All Jenny right. work in Revit? Are we allowed to ask that? Jenny says, yes, there are AI and machine learning technologies that use Revit, which is a popular building information model, BIM or BIM, uh, software used in architecture, engineering, construction. Uh, mm -hmm. One example is Autodesk Generative Design Tool, which uses machine learning algorithms to generate thousands of design options based on a set of criteria defined by the user. Another example is SmartVid.io, uh, which uses AI to automatically tag and analyze visual data, such as photos and videos, mm -hmm. from construction sites. Interesting. Wrote that down. All right. Never heard of that one before. I've not either. Jake has an interesting question here about can Jenny give us the design ideas in a modifiable format? And where does the copyright fall with this? I guess she already said that the responsibility falls on us, not them, her or any of her. Um, Jenny says as an AI language model. And so that's important for us to keep in mind, right? We're talking to chat GPT. So this is a language model. It's not a, not a design 
tool per se. But um, Jenny says, uh, as a language, an AI language model, I don't have the ability to create or provide design ideas in a modifiable format as that is outside of my capabilities. The second part asks two different other ways. Janine says, can AI actually legally own the copyright to something? And then Mark says, Jake, Jake's question about copyright is interesting. How is ChatGPT content not technically plagiarism? Mm, okay, well, let's get into, uh, we'll get into that in just a second. So I asked, does AI have the ability to give us design ideas in a modifiable format? And Jenny says, yes, AI has the ability to generate design ideas. Uh, there are various AI-powered design tools available that use machine learning algorithms to generate design ideas, design options based on a set of criteria. Uh, for example, Autodesk Generative Design Tool, which we just talked about. Another example is Arcistar.ai, which is a platform that uses AI to generate design options for various building types and styles. Um, so there, are, so there are several, and also smartvid.io. Let's go to the copyright questions. Where do we start? All right. Well, um, I think it's interesting here. What didn't? We'll start with Janine's first. Can AI actually legally own the copyright to something? Leslie already answered it. Chatty says, as an AI language model, I do not have legal standing, and I cannot own copyright or intellectual property rights. If I use AI as a design assistant, who will own? The copyright for the result, I guess. Since determining copyright ownership can be a complex issue when using AI. It depends on various factors, such as the level of human involvement in the design process, the terms of the software license agreement, and specific copyright laws of the jurisdiction in which the work in the jurisdiction in which the work was created. In general, copyright for the design created using AI is likely to be owned by the person or entity that exercises creative control over the final design. This means that if an architect is using AI as a design assistant and makes significant creative dis decisions about the design, they will likely be considered the owner of the copyright. Are you NCARB certified yet? Join the network of over 45,000 architects who have the NCARB certificate to expand your professional reach. By becoming NCARB certified, you are demonstrating that you've met the national standards for licensure, a qualification that can be an important factor for firms when hiring and promoting. Certificate holders have a streamlined path to apply for a reciprocal license in all 55 U.S. jurisdictions, as well as access to an extensive library of free continuing education courses. Learn more today at NCARB.org. Okay, I, Chris pointed out that Janine had a good question that I did not see because they're going by quite, kind of quickly. Does Jenny see architects as being the primary users of AI in architecture? Or does she see property owners being able to use AI in such a way as to make architects irrelevant in all but a few specialties? I mean, that's a good question because if we can, if we can put in the information into AI and then it can pop out an answer for us, why couldn't it do that for homeowners? Or is it possible that we would have more insight as to what information AI needs. Do you see architects as being primarily users of AI in architecture? Or do you see property owners being able to use AI in such a way to make architects irrelevant? Jenny says, while AI has the potential to transform the architecture industry 
in many ways, I do not see property owners being able to use AI in a way that makes architects irrelevant. Woo, Neat combination that's a relief. Creativity, design, expertise, and, and technological knowledge to the table, which is different, which is difficult to replicate with AI alone. While AI can help automate certain design tasks and generate design options, it is ultimately up to the architect to make creative decisions, consider the needs of the, the client and end users, and ensure that the final design is safe, function, functional, and aesthetic, aesthetically pleasing. So basically what she said is no, it's not likely that's, that the, uh, uh, the property owner is going to uh, make architects irrelevant because there's much more that architects bring to the table. How about just, Jenny, tell us about yourself and your experience in AI and chat GPT. What's it been like? It's been a busy few months for you, Jenny. Everybody's asking you questions. Everybody's using you as a friend and a therapist. What's it been like? She says, as an AI lang language model, mm -hmm. machine learning model that has been trained on vast amounts of text data, including books, articles, and other sources. I was created by OpenAI, a leading artificial intelligence research organization and based on the GPT architecture. Well, we knew all that. It says, my goal is to be able to generate human-like responses. I've been trained on wide, a wide range of topics and domains. I'm trained on the most up-to-the-date research and developments in these fields and can provide insights into how these technologies are being used across a variety of uh, industries and applications. Do you see any potential downsides to the increasing use of AI and other technologies in architecture? And how can we ensure that these tools are used in a responsible and ethical way? Jenny gives us three different uh, points here. The first is bias. All algorithms are only as good as the data they are trained on. And if that data contains biases or limitations, it can lead to biased or flawed results. Mm. So that's, that's one warning, I guess. Um, the next one is privacy and security. It says the use of AI in architecture often involves collecting and analyzing large amounts of data about buildings and users and other stakeholders. It's important to ensure that this data is collected and stored in a way that protects privacy and security. And then mm -hmm. the third is dependence. While AI can be valuable for our, a valuable tool for architects, we, we can't become too reliant on these tools to the point that we lose the ability to think creatively and independently. <laughs> So I there so there's another there's another argument for the architects are not going to be uh, irrelevant. With your current capabilities, Jenny, how do you think architects can best utilize your services? Mm, and also, will there be future capabilities that will be more useful to us? I asked Jenny, with your current capabilities, how do you think architects can best utilize Chat GPT? And she gives four ways. One is design inspiration. ChatGPT can be used to generate design ideas and options based on specific criteria or parameters defined by the architect. This can help you explore new design possibilities and generate fresh new ideas. The second one is expertise and guidance. ChatGPT can be used to provide architects with expert advice and guidance on a variety of topics from building codes and regulations to material selection and construction methods. This can help you stay up to date on the latest. The third one is client engagement. Mm. ChatGPT can be used to engage with clients and other stakeholders in a more conversational and interactive way. No, uh, I don't think so, Jenny. Uh, no offense. But. <laughs> can, 
This can help architects better understand the needs and preferences of clients, build stronger relationships. I'm not sure about that one. Mm. Um, and the fourth one is workflow automation. Chat GPT can be integrated with other software tools and platforms. And this, this is one that I'm really curious about because I, I like watching people talk about this and how they string the different AIs together, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of this. You can integrate it with other software tools and platforms to automate design tasks and workflows, generating schedules, managing budgets, coordinating with contractors and suppliers. Okay. Janine says that we are, it's up to us to keep it going. I mean, the conversation going, if we're trying to actually have a conversation with her, that's because Jenny is only going to answer questions. She's not going to independently give us anecdotes or conversation the way a live person would. It's Correct. up to us to keep the conversation going. Kind of like some people I know, to be honest, that's why it's a little difficult. <laughs> this is true. We've been talking about that all week, right? It's to, to get the best result, to get the best answer. It's all, you, you like, Janine says we have to keep the conversation going and all the results are based on context. So the more we ask, the more context it delivers. And, and for those of you, 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 you haven't seen the, the preparation that we've done for this. We worked on this a little bit yesterday. I worked on it some more today, trying to set the best context, doing things like uh, telling chat GPT that I want you to act like a female podcast host named Jenny. And, and it affects the way that um, all the context that we add affects the way that ChatGPT, or in this case, Jenny, responds. Can I ask um, James's question, which is, how can I find ultimate fulfillment in my architectural career? How can I find ultimate fulfillment in my architectural career? Five points. Mm. One, pursue your passions. Mm -hmm. Two, develop your skills. Three, good idea. Build meaningful relationships. Oh, check. Four, embrace creativity and innovation. I said it right mm -hmm. that time. Five, stay grounded in your values. And I can, she expands, Jenny expands on all of those things if you'd like me to elaborate on any. But those are, those are Jenny, huh. the AI chatbots, five steps to ultimate fulfillment in your architectural career. And then Jenny wants to know what self-help book did she pull all that from? Is she allowed to do that? I mean, where do they get their information then? She says, to answer the question, I drew upon my knowledge of the architecture industry and the factors that are important to finding fulfillment in any career, such as pursuing passions, developing skills, all these things. I synthesized this information into a coherent response that I believe addresses the question in a helpful and informative way. In what ways do you think architects will need to adapt to keep up with the rapid pace of technological change in the industry? And what skills do you think will be most important for success going forward? Jenny. Jenny has four points in her answer. Uh, the first one is embracing new technologies. Architects will need to be comfortable with a wide range of technologies from BIM to 3D printing to virtual and augmented reality. The mm. second, developing new skills as technologies emerge. Architects will need to develop new skills to effectively work with them. The third, collaborating with other experts. Architects will need to work closely with other experts, such as engineers, data science, scientists, and software developers to effectively integrate new technologies into their process. The fourth is balancing art and science. I think this is another argument for uh, architects not being irrelevant. As technology plays an increasingly important role in architecture, Architects will need to strike a balance between art and science, creativity and technical technical 
proficiency. Okay. Thanks, Jenny. You're right. I think you're right about that. But you know what we really want to do? We want to find our high value clients. How can you help us find the high value clients? Because we might know who they are, but we don't necessarily know how to get in front of them. Can you help us with that? And he says, sure. As an AI language model, I can provide architects with some general tips and strategies for finding high value clients. I think this is going to be generic. Step one, define your ideal client. Step two, build your brand. No what? way. Did you just make that up? No. Oh, my. Uh, step three, leverage technology. Step four, focus on relationship building. Step five, provide exceptional services. Yeah. And then Chris wants to know, I like that idea, Chris. What if we put in the characteristics of our ideal clients and could you help us find them then? That's a good idea. I like that. I asked if we input the characteristics of our ideal clients, are you able to help me find them? It says, as an AI language model, I don't have direct access to databases of potential clients or the ability to conduct targeted searches for specific client characteristics. However, I can provide guidance on how to use data and analytics tools to identify potential clients that match your ideal client profile. One approach might be to use customer relationship management, CRM, um, that allows you to segment and analyze your client database. Another might be to use data analysis and visualization tools to analyze data from social media platforms. Uh, and uh, ultimately, finding high-value clients requires a combination of data analysis, creative thinking, and strategic marketing. So I'm going to ask it, what tools, uh, what tools can we use to for the data analysis and visualization for the social media platforms? Well, I was just thinking that that's the way that we could really, really specifically target the very people we want to work with, like the people who live at like 215 Main Street, and mm -hmm. then put our ads in their social media with the help of our little uh, people, which is kind of what Chris was saying. You were type, find me the addresses and phone numbers of people in Massachusetts with annual salary of X with Y hobbies. So this this is this is not Jenny answering that question, but I think the problem with Chat GPT in in this version is that it's not it's not live, right? So it's it's not able to do internet searches. There are others that do. So you could you could do I think what you're asking, but not via Chat GPT potentially. Well, I asked what what tools you can use to analyze data from social media platforms, and it lists Hootsuite Insights, Sprout Social, Brand Watch, Mention. Never heard of Mention. Mention is a social media listening and monitoring tool in Google Analytics. Can you provide some examples of how AI has already been used in the field of architecture and how it's affected the final output? Jake says, Chatty needs to do cost estimating. We need someone to trust instead of weeding through the daily emails from estimators. That's true, too. On that one, one of my, so my students from my um, uh, graduate level pro practice class, one of their one of the teams this past semester, uh, their project was basically taking um, APIs from lumberyards, so like all, all the all the different suppliers, material suppliers, connecting those APIs to Revit. You know, creating uh, what were they using Grasshopper or something like that? Connecting the AP, connecting that information, those information sources through their APIs to they were looking specifically at Revit and material takeoffs on Revit so that mm -hmm. they could get real-time cost estimating. Um, as they're building the model or whatever? As, as they're building the model. Yep. I, I don't, yeah, we're, we're like, it's there. You can do it. Uh, let's see. Okay. So the answer to uh, provide some examples of how AI has already been used in the field of architecture. 
Generative design, AI-powered generative design tools can automatically generate and elevate thousands of potential design options. We talked about that. Energy modeling, AI can be used to model and analyze energy performance of buildings and materials. True. BIM optimization, uh, BIM software is widely used in the architecture industry to create digital models of buildings. AI-powered BIM uh, can analyze these models and identify opportunities to improve efficiency, reduce waste, and streamline construction processes. Does that already exist, though? Were you talking about stuff that already exists? Or Okay. That's what it says. Okay. And then computer vision. It says computer vision technology uses machine learning algorithms to analyze images and identify objects and patterns. The, the use of these of AI in these and other areas of architecture has had a significant impact on the final output of architectural projects. Okay. Well, thanks, Jenny. Thanks so much for your work and helping us out. And um, we look forward to what you're going to come up with next. We've made it to the top of the hour. Um, as we've been saying all week, we had no idea how this, uh, this conversation was going to turn out. I think we've got some pretty decent answers and some pretty generic answers. Uh, but I think... It also, um, a lot of these answers went to places that may be a little bit reassuring about, uh, about what the future may be. So, yeah, I, I think know, the final my... conclusion is that we are not going to be losing our jobs. Right. That's, that's what Jenny says anyway. Well, what do you think? Did you hear something in this conversation that you can use maybe in your practice or even in your life? If the topic of this conversation is of particular interest to you, every week in the Entree Architect Network, I host the Context and Clarity Classroom. It's our weekly opportunity to take what we've learned from our special guests and put those lessons into action in your life and in your work. Find the Context and Clarity Classroom exclusively inside the Entree Architect Network at network.entrearchitect.com. And if you are so inspired by this conversation that you'd like to watch the entire Context and Clarity Live episode, head on over to YouTube. Find the Entree Architect YouTube channel. There's a playlist there that has all of the full Context and Clarity Live episodes. You can also have the Context and Clarity podcast delivered to you every week. Just give us a rating and subscribe wherever you're listening right now. Your likes and your ratings and your shares all help us help other entrepreneur architects like you. And together, they help us build the largest worldwide community of small firm architects. And if you love content like this, check out Gable Media. It's a multimedia network for people that care about the built environment. And it's the home of context and clarity. With Gable's growing family of podcasts and video channels, I know that you're going to find something there that interests you. You can learn more at GableMedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. So thanks for listening. I hope this conversation has inspired you to think about how you can build your business into something that allows you to practice the way that you want to practice. Attention architects and creative minds. Get ready to supercharge your brand with Build Your Brand, the podcast that's unlocking the secrets of branding success for creatives. 
Hey there, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my friend, architect marketing expert, Jeff Eccles at Build Your Brand Podcast, where he explores the captivating stories of the world's top brands and transforms their lessons into powerful moves for small firm architects and creatives like you. In season one, Jeff shares the thrilling tale of Southwest Airlines, where he dissects their journey to the summit and distills it into strategies tailor-made for you. It's important to keep in mind that companies like Southwest compete in the real world, just like you, and face real-world challenges, just like you. You might be surprised at how similar those challenges are to the struggles that you grapple with on a day-to-day basis. Don't miss out on your blueprint for success. Subscribe, tune in, and let's build your brand together. You may have noticed that the very best brands in the world are also known for having somewhat unique corporate cultures. That's often the glue that holds everything together when they encounter those rough spots. We don't do it because it inconveniences the passengers to whom we are primarily dedicated, the short haul uh, frequent flyer. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Your Brand today. Remember, no matter the size, the journey's the same. Your brand's journey to the top starts here.